If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. And tonight on Joy News Prime, after five months, 17 days, and 19 deaths, the outpatient department of the Renal Dialysis Unit of Ghana's foremost teaching hospital, Kolebu, finally opens to the public months after it was closed down due to a 4 million city debt. Can speak up to the unit is finally open, uh, but they've asked us to do our labs and come with it. We were called from the unit, from the, from the Renal unit. Also, Trade Union Congress cries out to Ghanaians to intensify prayers to save Ghana's economy, which it describes as teetering on the brink of a cliff, just a nudge away from potential crash. You should have Ghana in mind, whatever you are doing. If you are at your workplace, think about Ghana. If you are in a church and you are praying, pray for Ghana. On the political front, intense jostling among NPP MPs on who becomes running mate to new MPP flag bearer, Dr. Baumia, with the general consensus that he must be from the Ashanti region and be an MP. Candidate is comfortable with. And secondly, who can help him, who can complement the ticket and make his victory much easier than it would have been. From Parliament, where the NDC says Dr. Baumia will have no impact in terms of the vote from the border part of the country. If it is about a claim to the north, uh, His Excellency John Dramani Mahama has a better claim uh, to the north than uh, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia. Now we ask a question. How would you rate President Ekofuado's performance concerning corruption? Renowned economist shows his scorecard. We leader in this country, by the time he leaves office, Ghana is bankrupt. And because the leader has been very corrupt. And I'm not afraid to talk about oh, it. If I mark it with the same scale, it probably will be four out of ten. Well, what is your rating too? Hit us up on our social media platforms at 8 p.m. I hand over to Emma Davis to bring you prime business. And economist Professor Peter Corti makes a strong case for the development of tourist sites to rake in more revenue as a new report indicates that tourists spent $2,700 last year. Europe or America, and they are bringing in this amount of dollars. That would obviously show up uh, foreign exchange earnings. That will certainly stimulate um, the tourist sector. I mean, they are... Later at 8.30, Razak Musba will be bringing you Prime Sports. For Ghana's Alpim Dakwa vowed to remain focused and eschew complacency 
in the CAF Women's Champions League after historic win over defending champions as far. We are the home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. Please stay with us for details. Prime Headlines was brought to you by Don't Take Risks. Use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time. Some spices. Yes, sir. Now, after several months of frustration and despair in seeking dialysis following the closure of the Renault Dialysis Services, in May this year, due to accumulated debt, the Renault unit of the Kolebu Teaching Hospital was shut down. But today, we, are understand, we understand that it has been opened. Now, it comes after 19 persons died because they were unable to afford expensive charges at the other private facilities. A statement released by the management of the Kolebu Teaching Hospital on Tuesday afternoon stated that the unit is now open for us. Uh, and for use. My colleague Kwesi Adai Kwating interacted with some patients who came to the unit today for lab tests ahead of dialysis within the week and that is found this report. After several months of closure, renal outpatients can now heave a sigh of relief following the reopening of the facility. The patients who sought refuge at other facilities for dialysis at exorbitant fees are now returning to the renal unit of the Kolebu Teaching Hospital where they can get the service at a low cost. They say the latest development is a welcoming news. Rabiu Nyande is a renal patient who has been receiving dialysis at a private facility following the closure. He says the call to come for lab tests ahead of dialysis at Kolebu is time and life-saving. I was called yesterday that I should come for a few laps so that they start that when they call me then they can then put me on the machine. And that's what that is what that uh, I'm made to understand. Yes. Yes, I just came to do it. Enoch Brako is a young man with renal condition. Following the news of the reopening, he has traveled from Kibi in the eastern region to Kolebu for his lab test in order to undergo dialysis, which he has missed many sessions due to the expensive prices at other facilities. I'm from uh, eastern region, Kibi. Okay, actually, yesterday I heard that they are doing the lab test. So I should come and do my yours for today. And so probably I was here before because of the lab test. That I'm, I'm, I'm done it. That I'm waiting for three hours to get it. Yeah, I've done it. And so I, I'm supposed to take the result to the nurses so that um, if they check, there is no problem on it. So they, they will let me do the dialysis from I'll start it on tomorrow. So I'll go back and find money to come for dialysis for tomorrow. If if they call me probably if they call me tomorrow I'll I'll definitely get the money to come on tomorrow 
to do it the others. Kojo Balfour Ahinkra is the president of the Renal Patients Association. In order to sustain the services of the unit, he is appealing to government to, as a matter of agency, pay off the 4 million CD debts. Hence, the unit will be forced to shut down again within a matter of weeks. He is appealing to the government to, as a matter of agency, pay off the 4 million CD debt. Otherwise, the unit will be forced to shut down again within a matter of weeks. We will still plead the government. Because, my brother, let me be honest with you and frank with you. If that 4 million issue is not settled, within a week or two, this unit will be closed down again. We will not have consumables. Because we are number about 250 a week. And if one person dialyzes, they have to throw the dialyzer and the lines away once they finish. So we consume a lot of the consumables. So if the government does not see to that 4 million issue with the, um, the physicians, the company, I will tell you within a week or two, the unit will close down again. It will be short of consumables again. We played with them. If there's the really open then they should see to that thing so that the people can bring more the consumables in. A statement released by the management of the Kolebu Teaching Hospital on Tuesday afternoon of officially announced the reopening of the unit after several months of closure following an engagement with the Ministry of Health. Let's bring you details of the press statement released by management of the Kolebu Teaching Hospital. The statement says, management of Kolebu Teaching Hospital wishes to inform all stakeholders and the general public that the renal dialysis unit was reopened to outpatient on Monday, November 6, 2023. This was subsequent to engagement with the Minister of Health, Onoboke Kwajima Menu, last week. The Ministry of Health is working closely with the management of the Kolebu Teaching Hospital to offset the 4 million cities debt occasioned by the cost under recoveries. We call on Parliament to expedite action on the proposed new fees and charges to enable us to recover cost and sustain the service. We commend individuals, corporate bodies and other philanthropic organizations who have over the years helped us provide life-saving treatment to our patient. It is our hope that other stakeholders and benefactors will also come on board to support in order to prevent a recurrence of the challenges that led to the suspension of dialysis service to our patients. So that is the statement uh, provided by the Kolebu Teaching Hospital. There now with less than two weeks for Finance Minister Ken Ophayata to present the 2024 budget to Parliament. NDC MPs are threatening to oppose it if government does not make adequate commitment to construct the large general hospital. Government demolished the facility prior to the 2020 election to construct a new facility, but almost no work has been done. We'll hear from the MP for Ododododio, Nilante Vanderpoy, shortly. First, listen to MP for Lada Dikotopon, Rita Odele Sowa, who delivered a stern rebuke of the government in a statement on the floor. By April 19, 2023, three years after the demolition, the Presidential Advisor on Health, following a long line of excuses, disclosed that government was now tirelessly working to unveil a roadmap for the construction of the La General Hospital. This chronology of events has only deepened the public mistrust and cynicism within the La Dadekotopon constituency. Our people yearn for a fulfillment of this long-standing promise and their patience is wearing thin. 
Therefore, I passionately employ this House to assertively call upon the government to expedite allocation of the necessary resources and get the contractor to site without delay to commence construction of the hospital project. Mr. Speaker, as the elected representative of the good people of Ladadekotopon, I see and hear the frustrations of residents of La Session and Osu about the delayed promise to deliver an ultra-modern international and 21st century hospital. They are tired of being doubting Thomases. They desperately want to believe that government will keep to its promise and give the good people of Ladade Kotopong the actual date for the commencement of the La General Hospital project. I thank you very much, Mr. Speaker. Now, MP for Odododio Odo vowed that the NDC will use all tools at its disposal to block approval of the 2024 budget if adequate commitment are not made to complete the hospital. Speaking today, in the next budget, we will want to see a commitment to the commencement of work on the large general hospital. It shouldn't be any promise. We want to see it in the next budget. Mr. Speaker, on this note, I am the chairman of the Greater Grand Caucus of the minority. You are on our land, and I'm assuring you, if we don't see it in the budget, we will not make the budget in this house come out. We will make sure that city will be disrupted until we we'll see the large general hospital captured in the budget. We will show you that we are on our land. In fact, this will be another showdown. We will make sure that the Minister of Health and the Minister of Finance will not enjoy the peace in their ministries. We are going to marshal the people of La and Gamachi to occupy your offices if you don't work on the La General Hospital. A majority leader of Sergei Mensabonsu asked the speaker to order the health minister to appear before MPs or to explain why there is a delay. I will plead that we bring the Minister of Health here to relate to this matter because I, I agree that the hospital uh, ought to be reconstructed and that the sooner it is done, the better it will be for the people there. Mr. Speaker, my own became necessary to be done because now from Swami, from Swami to Wa on that stretch of about 300 kilometers, previously there was no government health facility. Now you meet one at Offenso, which is owned by the Catholic Church, the uh, St. Patrick Hospital, then you get to Techiman, which is owned by the Catholic again, Holy Family Hospital. Then you proceed to Wenchi. The one there is owned by the Methodist, hospital, uh, Methodist Church. Until you get to Bali. So, health facilities, all of us need to be concerned. And we should urge government to deal with this matter as a matter of urgency. I agree with my colleague who has read the statement expressing concern. By the speaker to inform that something is being done to deal with the problem. But as I said, it will require us to bring the Mesa for Health here so that we'll be able to talk to the issues 
in a better way than I have done. Now the speaker consequently directed the health minister to appear before the house on that matter. The minister for health comes to the house to brief the house on the state of the completion of the La Government Hospital, also direct. Now to other stories. It is said that prayers can move mountains and the trade union congress firmly believe so. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial. LLC, member SIPC. Obama says Ghana's economy is no longer at the crossroads, but at the edge of a cliff, waiting for any further wrong move to collapse. He suggests that there are fundamental issues with the current government's economic management, but believes intense prayers can turn things around. He's calling on all Ghanaians to pray to prevent a total economic breakdown. We are in a state that all Ghanaians, wherever you are, you should have Ghana in mind, whatever you are doing. If you are at your workplace, think about Ghana. And whatever you do, do it in the interest of Ghana. If you are in a church and you are praying, pray for Ghana. Why should we do that now? Because we are in a very serious situation. As I said, we are standing at the edge of a cliff. And so any wrong move can land us down. Let us all work together to get Ghana out of uh, the danger. And I'm sure we all benefit from that. Are you seeing the government doing that? Taking out, out as, uh, all of us it out from this not only government. I'm saying every Ghanaian. I mean, we created a government. Yeah, we can play our part. Government so everybody, everybody should play their part. The government, government must also play its parts. Government must also play its part. Every Ghanaian should play their part. As I said, if you are at the workplace, think about Ghana. If you are in church, pray for Ghana. Because where we are, we need a lot of prayers. We are a trade union. You should understand that. So our main focus has to do with work-related issues. That's what we do. The Trade Union Congress was set up for workers. So we usually focus on workers' issues. But we realize that if the nation doesn't do well, workers will not do well. So we are shifting our focus not only on workers but also on national issues. That is why the manifesto has been prepared. The manifesto is a public declaration of our positions on almost everything in this country. That's why it's very comprehensive. And that's why we are talking about things that you hardly will hear TUC talking about. Because it's a manifesto. We are talking about the economy. We are talking about human development. We are talking about investment policy. We are talking about labor market issues, of course. And we are talking about governance. Usually you will not hear TUC talking about constitutions and so on. But because this is a manifesto, we are also talking about things that affect the country, including the need for the change of the constitution of this country. However, the NDC flag bearer, John Dromani Mahama, who was invited by the TUC to a dialogue series on policies for political parties manifesto ahead of the 2024 general election, said the economy could have been saved if civil society organizations had collaborated with the NDC to hold the Akufuado government accountable.
we could have avoided this unpleasant situation. The signs of this crisis were there for all to see. A conflicted finance minister, whose only interest was to borrow endlessly and mar our economy in the quagmire of debt, was obvious from as far back as 2019. We could see it coming. A president whose budget was creatively crafted to hide huge liabilities in order to present a favorable economic outturn to the world so that he could borrow more from the international capital market was evident for all to see. Appointment of family and friends into various positions in government, brazing interference to obstruct the fight against corruption, reckless abuse of the public purse, arrogance and, the, and luxury in the conduct of public officers have all been characteristic of this administration since its inception in 2017. It didn't start today. My comrades, it is regrettable for me to note that at such a crucial time in our nation's life, society's moral voice refused to speak up against these unfortunate developments in our democratic governance. NDC was left alone as the solitary voice seeking to hold the government accountable and speaking up for the voiceless Ghanaians. And we were often cast out as spoiled brats who were ranting just because we had lost power. Today, the chickens have come home to roost. And we are all affected. As he said, country broke, country no broke. We all been inside. There must be an end to this decline and a restoration of stability. Now, we've been joined by uh, Mr. Ken Thompson. He's Chief Executive Officer of DLX Finance and a Chartered Accountant. Grateful to you, sir, for joining us here. Now, what is the fundamental challenge with the Ghanaian economy? Uh, good evening to you. How are you? I'm, I'm great. I mean, fundamentally, uh, we're at a point where we're broke. I mean, Ghana is broke. Um, we're at a point where we're unable to repay our debts. Uh, we're in a situation where inflation is high, interest rates are high, our currency, you know, uh, you know, is unstable, mm. and it's a risk for disaster. That's where it is. Mm. And this issue of debt. Uh, has um, arisen because consistently we've spent more than we earn. It's that simple. It really is that simple. And I don't think any uh, over the years that's what we've done. Uh, we've not been able to conduct our affairs in a way that um, is prudent. And that's why we are, we are where we are. Mm. That's as simple as it. So, so if you have to diagnose the challenge with it, it's, it's because of you know not being able to cut our quota according to our size. Which then equals to mismanagement, it's, is that it? It's, it's as simple as that. Thus, all we've done is spend money we haven't got, not cut our codes according to our side. That's all it is. Mm. Uh, as to whether the, mat, the monies that we spent were used in, uh, you know, in the right way, that's a different discussion. Okay. But we've lived above our means, and every time we live above our means, catch up with us, and every time the hole gets deeper and deeper. That's all it is. Mm. That's all it is. Are prayers what, what we, the economy needs to, 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 to get it fixed? 
Well, you know, uh, I, I respect the, 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 the leader of the regional congress. Um, and, and when he said press, yes, I agree with him, he did press. But in addition to that, he said other things, you know. So, yes, we should pray and should we stop praying. But we need to, for example, the trade unions congress, they need to really now demand that they have a seat at the table to uh, craft government policies. Okay. We need to take and act to our budget. We've got to live within our means. We need to energize the private sector because it's the private sector that's going to change this country. And you see, Ghana's in a position now where uh, it's like your father has lost, your father was the main breadwinner, has lost his job. So suddenly your lifestyle changes. You've got to change schools. You've got to move house. You've got to change what you eat. Um, you, you've got to now start Walking, taking Trotsky to school. And we have to live within our means. And above all, we must now think of how do we protect the most vulnerable in society? And, and the issues that we should spend our money on is health, mm. basic health, education. Educational system is appalling. The infrastructure is appalling. I mean, I, I, when you go to the schools, it makes you weep. Um, security is important that you we know, do all these things. Uh, you know, our borders are secure, and then we make sure that we can, people can get food at, you know, a reasonable rate. But okay. going forward, I mean, we have to get ourselves out of this because there's no money coming from anywhere. There's no money coming from but, anywhere. But, Mr. Thompson, this is something that we've said over the years. We have to cut our, uh, we have to manage our, our finances. We have to ensure we are not spending more than we have. But that has still not saved us. We... We keep doing the same things we say we shouldn't do. What must really happen so that things will change? You see, that, that is where we must agree as a people what we want. Because, you see, our leaders reflect us. The leaders in this country are Ghanaians. They are brothers, our sisters, our cousins. We know them. So what is it that we want as Ghanaians? But I can assure you where we are going is not good. We are seeing, we're going to see, we're seeing business closures. We're seeing mass unemployment. Mm. I mean, that's where we're going. And if that is really what we want, then that's fine. But we as a people must decide what do we want. And all of us is responsible for ensuring that we do the things that are necessary to get us where we want to go to. What do we want as a people? You know, this issue of overborrowing, mm. the issue that we're heading for disaster, this issue that we should focus on agriculture and tourism as a service. This issue that we should raise tax. These are things that we're talking about. I, was, I mean, public presentations as far back as 2019 and before that. Okay. What do we want as Ghanaians? Okay. What do we want? Well, we have to go by, if you can do this for me in 10 seconds. You say that we have to determine what we want as a Ghanaian. Who leads that? Because we have people who are, who've put in there to manage the economy. So who leads it? Is it myself, you, or who? You see, um, at least there's one thing that I'm happy about. I'm happy that, at least in the political space, our leaders are recognizing that we have a problem. Because if they didn't have, we didn't recognize, and you know, the, uh, His Excellency Nana Dirapa said it. Uh, the, you heard uh, what uh, His Excellency John Muhammad just said. Mm. So at least when it comes to elections, they can't lie to us. Okay. They can't lie to us. Because if they lie to us, then he knows that they don't know what they're getting themselves into. Okay. Okay. So at least that's a shift. 
Mm. You've just heard him. So, it, I mean, and every time, you know, they read a budget in Ghana, or every time he hears the Federation address, you know, your, 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 your spirits lift up, and you think Ghana is going to be like the United States the next day. And the questions. Okay. All right. Now we have got to face the reality. Okay. I'm, I'm, grateful, I'm grateful to you, Mr. Thompson, for joining us here. He is the CEO for Dalex Finance and also a chartered accountant there. Now, away from that, renowned um, business management consultant and chief executive of, of Ishmael Yamsin and Associate, Dr. Ishmael Yamsin, has stated that Ghana is left bankrupt when the tenure of almost every leader expires. According to him, corruption in Ghana has reached a crescendo and is growing by the day. Speaking on a yet-to-be-aired episode of PMS Prex, Dr. Yamsen condemned the incidents of vote buying that allegedly took place at the just ended presidential primaries of the governing New Patriotic Party. Every leader in this country, by the time he leaves office, Ghana is bankrupt. And because the leader has been very corrupt. And I'm not afraid to talk about this because it's the reality. And unless we accept as a people that helping people to buy our votes it's not the way to change Ghana. It will not change this country. Mm. This country, for as long as we have leaders who have come into office indebted to people and they have to pay them back, I'm sorry. Uh, let's but I'm painting to bleak a picture. No, we'll come, to the the reality. we'll come to the positives because I know you have thoughts on what the leader should be. And yeah. that is where the yes. inspiration is. But let's count backwards. At least you've given us a sense that it's possible to have the leaders. Yes. You mentioned Nkrumah, you mentioned yes. Nels. Let's come backwards. What about this current leader, Nanabdam Kakufado? How has he fared? No, but I'm marking him with the same scheme. Oh, if I'm marking him with the same scheme, probably be four out of ten. That's a failure. Oh, yes. Because you see, even if you yourself, as an individual, you have not dipped your hands into the state coffers. What about all your leaders, your followers, and what have you done about them, right? My greatest disappointment was recently we had a case about a minister who has so much money in, his, in her the home. sanitation minister. Yes. And the president said that he, he hoped her integrity will be proven in the end. Why, why, would, why would the president even get involved in this when there are state agencies which are handling the matter. You understand? Because if you are a leader, you say you trust the person. And then you expect this, the people following you to go and say the person cannot be trusted. It's not possible. So I don't think that he has been able to stamp down corruption in this country. He hasn't. Because if he has, then all the scandals that come up day after day after day after day, why hasn't he taken firm action to deal with all those things and, and stop them? Why isn't, why isn't any of his people who have been found culpable not in jail? So that's uh, Dr. Ishmael Yamsen there. Now, we are taking you to social media to then gauge the mood or the reaction of Ghanaians to this particular uh, story. Now, uh, Fofoi Adam says, Dr. Yamsen, you are 
absolutely right. Until we find a better way to fund political parties, we will not be able to produce incorruptible leaders to govern this country. Mm. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Party financiers and vote buying. All we need as a developing country are patriotism, honesty, and discipline. Attitude not change is key. Richie Lai says, Evans, you are blessed to speak and interview Dr. Yamsun. I was his personal steward from Unilever and stayed with him in a clever house. This man is very great by our standards. Uh, New slide says, Ghana as a country has no future. And, okay, anyone who will ask me uh, then what am I waiting for uh, should know that if I have the means, I would have left. Okay. Seth Portasi Atega says, you are right, Mr. Yamsen. Uh, so, um, and then Christopher Mensah says, my rating is 2 out of 10. He's a proper failure. So those are some of the comments of some of you on uh, social media. Oh, this is still the journey. We'll take a quick break. We'll return with more. Stay with us. It feels like becoming an entrepreneur aside academics is never going to be possible when you're in school. Mainly because we feel that we are young and we don't have the resources and the guts to be one. But if you believe in yourself and you have the passion to become an entrepreneur, then you already are. Staying ahead in a highly competitive environment requires applying creativity and innovation to every aspect of your journey to becoming an entrepreneur. Presently, entrepreneurship is driven by creativity and innovation to attain business objectives. The explosion in technology, business, entrepreneurship and consumption in this new era is as a result of the ongoing application of innovation. Milton Bell once said, if opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. So, if you are ready to be an entrepreneur, Heritage Christian College is ready for you. Heritage Christian College moves you from a wantrepreneur to become an entrepreneur. It's Charlie, what number? The malaria really knocked you down, eh? Charlie, no joke. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthemeter and Lumifantrin. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have you back. Thank you. No problem. Malatu is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. About one third of a million people live with HIV in Ghana. Close to 10,000 of them die each year, mostly as a result of a lack of antiretroviral drugs 
and adherence. In fact, close to 57% of children under 14 years living with HIV do not receive antiretroviral drugs, again as a result of inadequate funds to provide them with medication. Life expectancy for these children is grim. The big worry, close to 16,300 people are newly infected with HIV each year. With this alarming rate of HIV infections, all of us are in danger. And Ghana is headed for an epidemic explosion if nothing is done now. To avert it. While the Ghana AIDS Commission is working hard to overturn the situation, the Commission urgently needs funding support from corporate Ghana and individuals to save lives. We're therefore appealing to you, corporate entities and individuals, to support the National HIV and AIDS Fund by dialing star 9898-HASH on MTN and Vodafone and follow the prompts or pay into the National HIV and AIDS Fund account number 101-863-161-3233, Bank of Ghana. Your donation will be used to prevent new infections and provide care for people living with HIV, including children affected by AIDS. For further information, please call Ghana AIDS Commission on 302 919260 or email info at ghanaids.gov.gh. Give to save a life today. Ghana AIDS Commission partnering to eliminate HIV and AIDS. Every day, people have money emergencies. Money emergency. Emergency, emergency. Catch it. I'm your rent. Emergency. Now, there's a new emergency number in town. More money, more money, challenge and enjoyment. At the top life we got. Dial star 770 hash for all your money emergencies and chop life. Dial star 770 hash for money emergencies and get easy and quick access to your money, loans, and other banking needs. Echo Bank, the Pan African Bank. That's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow. It has a working surface on it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-S syntax. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil That's not true. But why? Why? Syntex <laughs> was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? When you're little, days are extremely busy. Work. Traffic jams, meetings, conference calls. Luckily, our mom is here to take good care of us with day-by-day baby and day-by-day kids and their naturally active ingredients. 
Our skin is hydrated, soothed, and protected all day long. Yes. No, 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 no. This is for your mom. She loves me because of my frutelli. natural fruit juice and the perfect way to the heart. Who loves you because of your fruit telly? This advert is Welcome back from the break. Now, MP for Adan, Deputy Minority Whip, Comfort Doi Kujo, is mourning the death of two students of Adan Sinai School who drowned in the Volta River. In the Volta River. Now, according to the MP, the two students and several others now rely on the Volta River for water to bath and drink after the Ghana Water Company limited cut water supply to the area following the spillage of the Akosumbo Dam. According to the MP, his people need help urgently and has been calling on national security to deploy water tankers to the constituency. 300 houses that has collapsed in Atta. And when he went with me to inspect those houses, some of those houses, on our way coming, we saw the students at the river bank, over 100 of them searching river that polluted water. Mr. Speaker, there is no water currently in Adar because the water company has shut down the, their facilities and they are not producing water. Mr. Speaker, Adar now we are in danger. We need water. The students, two of them lost their life. Mr. Speaker, these students are always in their dormitories. They have their water, their food, everything there. But since the incidents, they have been exposed to the river. They go there to search the river. Meanwhile, those using the river, some of them are having rushes. Mr. Speaker, I'm pleading that national security is here. He should send uh, tankers to the school. We have few politicians there so that they can give them water. School children, where they drown, it's not too deep for them to... Yes, uh, but because the uh, sand have washed away, they got stuck in the mud. Mr. Speaker, we are pleading. We have counted two. We don't want to count three. We are pleading to Ghanaians to run to our aid. It's beyond my control as a member of parliament. And there is intense jostling among new patriotic party MPs in Parliament as to who becomes the running mate to the newly elected flag bearer of the party, Dr. Mahamudu Baumia. On the first day of sitting following the flag bearership election, there has been talks among MPs from the governing party about his choice or this choice with several coalitions forming to back the various names that have come up so far. Parliamentary Affairs correspondent Kweku Asante has more in the following report.
He contenders to partner Dr. Baumia into the 2024 election on the ticket of the NPP are all MPs from the Asante region. Coalitions are beginning to form in parliament. The jostling has become intense. NPP MP for Kwadaso, Professor Kinsley Nyako, believes the NPP's vice presidential candidate must come from the Ashanti region. The region showed him love, especially the members of parliament showed him love, and he got 82% from the region. You know, I mean, so for me, I think that I mean it's a call in, in the right direction. But eventually, uh, he decides, and per his judgment, uh, nobody will question his judgment. But I think that uh, at the back of his mind, he understands the politics, and he knows that there are a lot of capable persons uh, in the Ashanti region who can partner him to execute a very successful. Uh, campaign uh, uh, during the 2024 you know, campaign and election. So for me, I will support any call by anybody uh, to, to, to consider, uh, I mean, for him to consider that. I will, yeah. Some names have come up. Some, uh, Matthew Poku Prempe, Oseche Mensabonsu, the Deputy Speaker, um, uh, um, uh, Mr. Joe Weiss. Would you throw your, your heart in the ring for any of them so far? I mean, which of the names do you think is strong? I mean, all of them are very uh, competent persons. Well, his chief whip, Frank Anodompre, believes Dr. Baumia must not be stampeded into making a choice. He, no, I don't have the mandate to decide to who becomes a running mate. I think it's an exclusive decision of the flag bearer in consultation with the National Council. And that has been the tradition, and I want to respect that. Yes. The boss is in the running. Who is that? Well, they are all good, well, good guys, and you, all the names I've heard are equally good. But uh, I know, I know, uh, the Lord will decide. Yes. Minister for Lands and Natural Resources and MP for Damongo says Dr. Baumia will look at certain key qualities and will make the right choice. Before you go, there, a number of names have come up running mates. Who are you backing? Napo. The majority leader, the deputy speaker, you back in your family. First of all, well, first of all, is who first consideration is whom the candidate is comfortable with because remember the candidate is going to work with this vice pre- this presidential candidate, God willing, in uh, by the grace of God and with the support of the Ghanaian people. When if he is elected, the person who he selects as running mate will become vice president, like the Americans say. Your vice president, you must be able to leave your coffee with him. Elsewhere in the House, NDC MP says Dr. Baumia cannot win any more votes for the MPP in the Northern region. This is his hope and expectation that he was he's going to divide the North. Um, he managed to do that in, the, in his own region, at the time the Northern region. But it's not going to be enough, you know, because people felt for him because they didn't know what he can do, his wife. But today, we know what his wife is. And, and, and it's not only northern people who are crying. Everybody is crying about the failure of the administration, the failure of the present government. You know, so there, there, there are two critical issues we are going to look at. He's talking about the faith, his faith in Islam. He's also talking about his origin from the north which he, he believes are going to be positive to him. We think that John Mahama has succeeded all that. You know, he has an influence beyond faith. He has an influence beyond where he comes from. 
He's, he's of a caliber, he's a national figure. And we believe in um, that stature of his to win the game for us. You know, we are no longer going to talk about John Mahama is from the north. I mean, he's gone beyond that. Northerners are very level-headed people and their decisions are not based uh, merely on, you know, relations with candidates. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC who stand for elections, uh, they go deeper than that. And clearly, um, I believe that if it is about a claim to the north, uh, His Excellency John Dramani Mahama has a better claim uh, to the north than uh, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia. Uh, why? Because His Excellency John Dramani Mahama's father, E.A. Mahama, after his uh, public service, was a very... Uh, well-respected farmer in the north and gave jobs to so many people. I mean, what stops any other northerner from also saying, uh, uh, you know, Baumia, after eight years as economic management chair, has actually filled the people of the north and disappointed all of us. Now, imagine dropping out of school at primary five and JHS2 due to financial constraint, but still able to lift the burden of others through engineering and innovation. That's the story of Stephen and Sefas Loli, who are leveraging on their talent to bring relief to an entire community. The two Loli brothers, who hail from Sokbe in the South Town district of the Volta region, have beyond their personal challenges and educational background, manufactured a car and a corn shelling machine to help farmers in their community. My colleague James Avedi tells their story in the following report. This car has five gears, just like the cars that you are used to. The only difference is that the reverse gear lever is separate. Sefas and Steven. Two brothers who have decided to put their creative skills to work described to me how they built their own car. The highest level of education is primary five and JHS two. The perception is one will require a higher level of education to invent. However, this is not the case for these brothers. Their inspiration is fed by their deep passion to create. Stephen, the eldest of five siblings, dropped out of school at primary five and took to fishing to help his four younger siblings. But that help wasn't enough to see Sephas through junior high school, compelling him to also drop out in 2017. 
nearly completed junior high school. We didn't serve as apprentices under any master. We believe it is just a gift from God. We see a lot of the designs in our sleep and manufacture them. But this plot did not prevent them from dreaming. Dreams that traveled beyond the classroom. The Lully brothers decided to nurture their engineering talent. Cephas tells me how it all started. We were told our grandparents didn't do any apprenticeship, but yet they were able to construct canoes and repair a range of machines. So we also took after them. We just play around with our thoughts and they manifest into something useful. Now the fruits of their ingenuity are beginning to take shape. They have already manufactured a car, a corn shelling machine, a fishing outboard motor, and a host of others. We used angle bars, iron rods, and some motor spare parts to manufacture the car. It uses a 1.75 horsepower engine. It was a sport engine we bought from some spare parts dealers and repaired it. quality cement warm on the good camera amount so whatever a fianya dodo wa a flower bomb and in patam winara your office i was printed road yeah papaya restaurant in the new fair scp was zero five zero one six seven two six zero eight another toll free number zero eight hundred six two six two six This is for your mom. She loves me because of my fruitelli. It's a kosher home. Would you like my fruitelli? Fruitelli, all natural fruit juice and the perfect way to the heart. Who loves you because of your fruitelli? This advert is FDA. Customer, customer. Ah, Tangana. 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 
54,000 Ghana cities. 54,000. One of our daily lucky winners. Dial star nine four six hash to play now. Or you can also play online at www.gameparkgames.com. Game Park is regulated by the National Lottery Authority. Starting this October 20th to 11th of November, the African Football League. Who is going to be crowned Africa's champion of champions and take the lion's share of the 14.4 million prize money? Catch all the games streaming at www.aflafrica and on FIFA Plus. The African Football League, our game, our home. Now let's shine together. Investment Limited. Welcome back. Let's do showbiz now. And well, today I welcome you to the Lady Jacqueline and Suma White. First time on showbiz. Huh? How are you doing? Hi, Brace. I'm good. And I was telling someone that's for today. Today's the day I can tell you anything I want on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, but how's it feeling like, you know? Oh, well, it feels great um, mm. being with a showbiz team behind mm. the scenes and being right here. Mm. Ah, it's the, the feeling is different. Okay. Yeah. What do you have on the table today? Well, um, first of all, um, do you know Darko Vibes? Yeah, that guy. I mean, his songs and his style is... You know, I'm even surprised mm. you know him because... Really? You thought I was what? I was an old, <laughs> uh, old, old man who doesn't really... No, not really. Well, I'm you, mixed you with Gen Z's Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, so um, Vibes, mm-hmm. um, a member of the Lamem gang. Yeah. Um, so over, um, I think two days ago, he had an interview with mm-hmm. Andy Dusty mm-hmm. on Hit FM. And he talked about the fact that, first of all, there has been speculations about the fact that um, he's no longer part of the group. Okay. So he had to address that and clear the air about it. He even talked about the fact that he still has a tattoo of Lamem on his body. Okay. So let's take a listen to that. Interesting. I didn't see you at Tidal Rave. Were you there? Oh, I couldn't make it. Why? I, um, I would say that during the whole arrangement, I didn't even know if I was going to be in Ghana or not. So the way that thing happened, it could happen, say, then make I just, just sit this one out and let my, my friends, the collective as Lamem, you know, run the show. But your people were there, yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So as a collective, like I'm saying, as I couldn't make it, the other members of the team showed up and showed out. Like I was, I was there watching everything. But like I'm saying, and yet Debiana, oh, Debiana, I could do. Sometimes no, and my boys really put in a lot of work, and they were looking forward to that experience, and they killed it. So shit, and then Joey crowd rocky stage, no, they really killed it. And I'm, I'm super proud. But there, there, I'm sad there, I missed it, though. There, there are rumors <coughs> that there, there are issues with you and, and the gang. Gang? Oh, no, never. Oh, please. No. Oh, that, see, I have, I have lament tatted on my skin. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that that doesn't deter the fact. Oh no, uh, no. For for me to if if like there's a problem that by this time it will be blackboard, I go put serious black this thing to cover him, but it's still day. Ah. So there's no problem. <laughs> like you cover him. I like cover him. If problem, the like cover him, but it's still day. Trust me. There's no problem. You see, like I'm saying, um, Debia, I say this, like Ghanaians want to put us in a group, you know, they want to put put us in a group. But like, if if you if you look at how our brands work, you know, Brandaco Vibes is on a, like a total different mission. RJ's is doing his own thing. Kid Black as well. Spacely North, you know. And then usually, like I'm, I keep saying, we come together at some point from time to time, you know, as the Power Rangers to control the crowd. But during all these processes, more than any, anything, we also focus on our own brands. All right, so that's uh, Darko Vibes there. Yeah. And he's done some solo things himself, isn't Yeah, it? he has for a while. That is why everybody is talking about the fact that... Um, he is no longer with the gang. Okay. Well, let's hope that what he said is true. And anyway. we want to see more collaborations moving forward. Sure. And okay. that, um, who is your favorite um, reggae dance hall artist in Ghana? Um, I mean, I always choose Samini. Then I'll choose Tomboy. Okay, so yeah. this man I'm about to talk about mm -hmm. probably doesn't make the cut for you. But okay. um, he says he is the best songwriter in the country. Mm -hmm. And that is Ras Kuku, um, that is reggae and um, dance hall artist. And mm -hmm. he's, also, he's also saying that when it comes to music promotion, um, no dancer or TikToker um, is able to do that for him. That is, when you were a good songwriter, um, these category of people wouldn't be able to do that. So let's take a listen to what he said. You know, I want to work with people who write good music. You know, mm -hmm. Raskuku is one of the people, one of the best songwriters in Ghana, and yeah. we know it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So this one is with Samini. No, I don't want to be doing fried rice music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't want to be doing fried rice music, you know. Okay. When you are, you are an artist and you continue doing fried rice music, mm -hmm. the dancers will come and tell you that you are lazy. They are the ones who make your songs popular. Um, I get you. You get me? Mm -hmm. yeah, I told you. Yes. I get you, pal. <laughs> yeah, that's why you be there, uh, touching your muscle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's Raskuku there. Yeah. And that's how we wrap up today's bulletin, yeah? Definitely. Yeah, all the best to you and congrats again. So there is more for you on myjoyonline.com. Up next is Prime Business with the award winning Ama Davis. Please do stay with us here. Hondo Secondary School is 70 years old. Hooray! The Board of Governors, the Headmaster, Executive of Pasek Old Students Association, COSA, and all stakeholders of Hondo Secondary School cordially invite the general public to the 70th anniversary celebration of the school. The theme for the celebration is quality education, a collective responsibility. Date, November 6th to 12th, 2023. There will be a grand deba on Saturday, 11th of November, 2023. Time is 9.30 a.m. Venue, Pasek Football Park. Special guests are Honorable Yao Osei Aduchu, Minister of Education. Honorable Archibald Yao Lecha, Volta Regional Minister. Aquinifia Akwakwewoka, Dagadu the Ninth, Paramount Chief of Pando Traditional Area. 
Mr. Eric Sedi Kutoche, Executive Chairman, First Sky Group. Kasset looks at Veritas. See you there. This announcement is powered by Volta Serene Hotel, Ofero Guru Bank, and Serene Insurance. Friday is back now bigger and better from 3rd November to 3rd December just enjoy flaming hot Black Friday unbeatable deals in all Melcom stores nationwide and online it's time to shop like never before Melcom Black Friday is back and now live terms and conditions apply Melcom where gotta shops This advert is FDA approved.
2023 EcoBank Joy News Habitat Fair is more than an exhibition. It's the gateway to your dream home. Don't miss this chance to make informed decisions about every aspect of your living space. Join us at the Accra International Conference Center from Thursday, November 23rd to Sunday, November 26th, 2023. This year, we are diving into the theme of home ownership, exploring the nuances between affordability, comfort, and luxury. We are bringing everything housing under one roof just for you. See you there. The Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair is in partnership with Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank, and powered by the Planned City Extension Project from Cities and Habitats, Rent to Own, and sponsored by Elegant Homes and General Constructions Limited, where quality meets value. Global Lighting, your solution to quality lighting. Syntex Tank, Air Strong, Air Tough, Springfield Estates, where dreams are built, virtual security, complete security solution, DBS, your roof experts, virtual InfoSec Africa, security solutions by design, St. Gobain, making the world a better plan, Clifton Homes, beautiful homes, wise investments, the Kissington Heights, Airport City, Kumasi, by HDG Homes Limited. The business segment is brought to you by Ecobank, the Pan African Bank. It's time you switch to Bell Park today. Welcome to Prime Business with me, Emma Davis. A look at our stories. The Institute of Statistical, Social and Economic Research, ISE, is calling for a freeze on new tax exemptions for foreign companies in its proposed fiscal policy measures. To government in the 2024 budget, ISE is also suggesting the review of tax exemptions for the free zones and extractive industries. Here's more. Research has revealed that Ghana loses about 25 billion cities annually through tax exemptions. This has compelled many to call for the abolishment of tax exemptions for foreign companies. Among some indirect tax measures, the research organization also called for a reduction in the electronic transfer levy rate. It also proposed the withdrawal of discount on benchmark import values on selected imported general goods and vehicles. 
Regarding direct taxes, ESA also called for the introduction of a 35% marginal income tax rate for individuals and revision of the upper limits for vehicle benefits. In terms of expenditure, the research institution wants the freezing of public sector employment, a review of key government programs to reflect relevance, promote efficiency and ensure value for money amongst others. In the 2023 budget, the government targeted a revenue mobilization of 141.5 billion CDs, which accounts for about 98.3% increase. Economist Professor Peter Corte is making a strong case for the development of tourist sites to help rake in more revenue. His comment comes after a new report by the Institute of Statistical, Social and Economic Research showed that tourists last year spent an average of $2,700 even with COVID-19 restrictions. According to Professor Corte, with a little more support to the sector, the fortunes of the economy could turn around. This is a positive. This is certainly a positive move. I mean, if uh, depending on where they are coming from, if from Europe or America, and they are bringing in this amount of dollars, that would obviously show up uh, foreign exchange earnings. That will certainly stimulate um, the tourist sector. I mean, they are, they're the value chain uh, within the tourist sector. You find hotels, you find restaurants, uh, you find tourist guards, guides, and, and many. Security services, you know, there's so much mm. uh, time within the value chain, and therefore, this will employ people, it will create jobs, it will put food on the table, it will enhance livelihood. And me, people will tend to learn more of our culture, they go back and speak well about our country, and others will continue to come. So, for me, this is a positive move, and we have to invest more in the tourism sector. You know, every tourist would like to visit a place where. Uh, there is security, there is political stability. So that's something we should um, celebrate and continue to maintain. Uh, secondly, uh, traveling to um, Ghana uh, is not difficult. It's quite easy to, to do so. Um, you could travel from Europe or from, you know, it's quite easy. There are a lot of airlines. So that's also a positive signal, a way to invest more in that area. Of course, our road network, that is where the challenge is. Sometimes the road to the tourist sites are not uh, very encouraging. I mean, if you visit Kakum Park, for instance, at a point, uh, the last time I visited, I realized the roads were not the very good shape. I don't know whether it's been uh, reshaped now, and many other tourist sites as well. So we need to develop the road infrastructure, as well as, um, you know, make the sites more attractive. So with the sector as players in the tourism and hospitality sector are appealing to government to consider consolidating the numerous taxes in the industry ahead of the 2024 budget presentation. They argue some of the taxes have been levied, can be merged, since they all serve the same purpose. Dr. Edward Akanyamike Jr. is president of the Ghana Hotels Association and has been speaking to Joy Business. 
are trying to appeal to government to look at uh, the, the, the tax uh, uh, regime. You see, we are looking at a situation where it will even be possible to consolidate the various taxes that we pay. Mm. Consolidate it at a certain flat rate. So that when you are in the uh, hotel industry or tourism industry, this is a one-stop uh, tax that you pay. That covers everything at a level that will encourage investment, that will also encourage patronage and all that. So at, at one of our uh, recent uh, meetings with the third authority, where they invited some tax uh, consultants and also brought in the chairman and uh, ranking uh, leader on the ranking member on the parliamentary side committee on trade industry and tourism. These are some of the things we're, we're looking at. Let's, let's come to one, uh, uh, one sum of a tax, okay, mm. to the industry that will cover all these NHIL, get all on right. the 1% tourism at a level that will help the industry. The Food and Research Institute of the Council for Scientific and Industrial Research, in partnership with ECOWAS, has trained 38 small and medium enterprises in food processing to reduce post-harvest losses and ensure that perishable foods are available all year round. Director of the Food Research Institute, Professor Charles Toto, indicated that organizing more workshops to train businesses on the importance of value addition and business development will help reduce the rates of unemployment in the country. The ECOWAS Youth Program on Food Processing and Business Development is part of a grant scheme. ECOWAS Youth Policy Strategic Plan of Action, which seeks to mobilize youth to contribute effectively to economic, social, and cultural development and integration. The CSIR Food Research Institute is being funded by ECOWAS to implement the program in Ghana. Professor Charles Toto is the director of CSIR Food Research Institute. You will notice that in the glad seasons in Ghana, there are so many crops that are going waste. That tells you that there's a high post harvest losses that we are experiencing in Ghana for all the crops that we have in Ghana. So this value addition, this processing, is going to add value to those crops that we have mentioned this morning that our focus is on. And then by adding value, we're going to save it and make the food available throughout the season. So this training for our youth is so important in addition to addressing the challenge of youth unemployment, it's also addressing the high post-harvest losses on our crops that we are experiencing in the country. And by adding value, we tend to save the foods for the lean seasons, and when uh, the seasons are off, there will be produce available on these crops. And that is what we are looking for within this training. Principal technologist at CSIR Food Research Institute, Edna Mriku Esel, lauded the initiative. According to her, this is important for salvaging food security crops like cassava. For, for some few years now, cassava has been on high demand because of um, the diversity of its industrial application of the products that is being channeled from cassava. So to me, because of the growing demand of cassava and cassava being a food security crop, when um, these participants are trained and the value addition of the cassava is going to help 
for the, the growing demand of it and also to help them also have something doing as youth and I'm sure that it will empower them to also help in the development of our country. A participant, Mercy Tete, expressed excitement for the knowledge and skills acquired and shared how she would implement it. Well, I'm here to acquire knowledge as an as a recent graduate who has finished her NSS and is home still seeking for a job. So as I saw the, uh, the flyer, I decided to embark on this journey to acquire more knowledge on how to um, produce agricultural food into more stable and long-lasting produce. I'll practice more at home and then I'm going to seek help from people, I mean business owners, startup um, sole proprietors, proprietors who can also be of help to me as I start with my entrepreneurship journey. The ECOWAS Youth Programme on Food Processing and Business Development focused on high-quality cassava flour and gari processing, value addition to fruits, marketing and business development. Ghana, along with other West African countries, will experience shortage of a Kosomo's strain of tilapia for close to a year. This follows spillage of the Akosomo Dam over the past few weeks, which flooded ponds, washing away a bigger chunk of about 14,000 broodstock of fish. As the Aquaculture Research and Development Center of CSIR Water Research Institute, senior research scientist at the center, Dr. Etonio Agbeko, disclosed this as stakeholders assess the extent of the spillage by the Volta River Authority. Tema correspondent Kwame Yanka has the rest of the story. The Aquaculture Research and Development Center, ADEC, of the Council for Scientific and Industrial Research, Water Research Institute at Akosombo in the Eastern Region, supplies the country and other West African countries with Akosombo strain of tilapia, also known as Oreochromis nilaticus. The center, up until the spillage of the dam, had 14,000 broodstock or parent fish of tilapia at its biosecure area, which was a culmination of work done in close to 30 years. However, the aftermath of the spillage has been nothing short of devastating. It is estimated that the 14,000 broodstock valued at about 230,000 cities would have produced about 1 million fingerlings. Dr. Etonyo Agbeku is a senior research scientist at the Aquaculture Research and Development Center of CSIR Water Research Institute. Majority of them, let me put it that way, majority of them had been lost to the flood. So fingerling production within the next year would be affected. Nigeria, Cameroon, Togo, Benin depends upon this sector, uh, center for blue stocks. And so you can imagine the extent of damage. The extent of damage is not only about Ghana. The extent of damage would affect the entire West African sub-region. And food security issues is at stake because now we don't know how many cages are still intact on the river. We don't know how many fish are still there for us to get tilapia, which is a delicacy for Christmas. According to farm manager at Lee's Farms, which is upstream, Joshua Reynolds Lanyon, they will lose over 500,000 cities in the next few months as a result of the flood. 
you see, due to that, uh, the, the the fries they are not they are not healthy because of what what happened. So after we delivered, they uh, they are having a lot of mortalities and other stuff, and it is costing us a lot. Sometimes you have to do replacement for them. Sometimes you have to talk to them for them to understand. So that is what has happened to us now. Okay. Uh, for now, we are doing a little. Um, fingerling production here, as you can see at the top here, and um, we are doing with the, the grow up, the ones that will sell to the market. So those are the ones we are having now. Okay, so due to what has happened for the next six months, we are going to lose uh, about 500,000 Ghana cities. So that is what is costing us now. Joseph Achu who is into fish farming at Peji downstream says over 200,000 cities of investment is lost due to this village. Oh, we lost, we lost about, we lost a huge money. And if I could get my roughly estimate now, getting to 200,000 Ghana cities. <laughs> All of a sudden, the, the one we were able to, to get from the cage even doesn't reach 10,000. So for now, what 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 we are we are telling our investors because there are some people who help us to get money to invest or to put into the production the therapeutic production. So as it comes like this, we don't know how are they going to fall. And we send them the pictures how the things happens and other things. So we don't know how far it's gonna be because for now there is the pressure. Secretary of the Chamber of Aquaculture Association, John Domozro fears. The extent of damage might take forever for these fish farmers to recover. It's so you see that's capital that is eroded. Money is not easy to to come by in this country. So even if you did a production and you don't get any profits out of it, you are hoping that you have something to plow back and then make gains again. Now everything is gone. As I just said, it's going to cost them what? Um, Twenty to fifty thousand just getting their cages back onto um, the water. Feed cost hasn't yet come, and feed cost is what 80, 70, 80 percent of the whole production cost. It's just going to be hard. And to also think of it that they have lost some investor confidence because they have people that invest into their operations, and this has happened. They are not going to get that investment again. Meanwhile, Chief Executive Officer of the Chamber of Aquaculture Ghana, Jacob Ajika, is asking stakeholders, including Ministry of Fisheries and Aquaculture Development, to come to the aid of the affected fish farmers. The reason is that these businesses are creating a lot of economic opportunities for young men and women in their host communities. They employ a lot of people, they, they provide income for those engaged as well. So given the impact and the loss that they have incurred, we think that our key stakeholders like the Fisheries Commission and the Ministry of Fisheries and Aquaculture Development should come to their aid, should come to their aid with some support to enable these businesses bounce back as soon as possible. We'll also encourage them to subscribe for aquaculture insurance because with an insurance product covering their business, an event like this can help them still, you know, be in business. Now, we also encourage them to start thinking about using durable materials to construct their main assets, especially cages. For these stakeholders, the impact of the spillage has been devastating, and government ought to help affected fish farmers. Kwame Yankes reports for Joy Business.
As part of the daily survival and well-being of victims of flood disaster in the North Tongue district of the Volta region, Triple Farms, producers of Volta Catch Tilapia, has donated some relief items. National Disaster Management Organization received their relief items made up of 200 boxes of water purification tablets, 100 mattresses and 100 pieces of mosquito nets on behalf of the victims. Head of Human Resources at Triple Farms, Paul Ako, has been speaking in an interview with Joy Business. Some our correspondents, Kwame Yankar again in this report. Over the last few weeks, relief support has been pouring in for thousands of affected persons in the North Town District of the Volta region following the impact of the Akosombo Downs village. Triple Farms, producers of Volta Catch Tilapia, touched by the plight of the victims, decided to put a shoulder to the wheel in helping improve the lives of affected persons at the various safe havens. The company believes donating 200 boxes of aqua tablets, 100 mattresses, and 100 pieces of mosquito nets will help the victims to a certain extent. The team from Tropo Farms, prior to the donation, was taking around some areas at Mepe and Bato to cut glimpses of the aftermath of the flood and witnessed the situation at the St. Kizito Senior Technical School, which is one of the safe havens. After handing over the items to Nadmo at Bato, head of human resources at Triple Farms, Paul Akon says, the donation is the company's widow's might. As you all know, Triple Farms being a humanist company with necessary to come and empathize with the affected people. After two weeks of such a catastrophe, uh, Tropo Farms has brought to the people of uh, Bato, to the affected people, um, mattresses, um, mosquito nets, and aqua tablets. So this is part of our corporate social responsibilities. As a company that operates on the Volta Lake, even though we are not affected, uh, per se, but we operate in the catchment area where most of our employees come as well. So this is one of the little things we are doing. Not only are we doing this, but we as well have plans in the other areas such as Essuary, um, Pakadan, and Upstream and Yasi. Paul Ako called on other organizations to show support to all affected areas. Tropo Farms being an indigenous uh, Ghana company we have to contribute our only to quota. We've been to the, um, to the affected areas. We've been to the safe heavens. Um, we appreciate what government is doing. We know the government cannot do all this alone. So that is why we brought our only two stone to the edifice. Um, there's a lot we can do and there's a lot we are doing. Um, we thank the, the NADMO coordinator for receiving us in um, the North Dong area. And we hope other companies, other corporate entities can join us, can join the government in providing some sort of relief to all the affected areas, not only here. Meanwhile, Deputy Director of National Disaster Management Organization, NADMU, Saji Saji, expressed gratitude on behalf of the flood victims. 
day in day out. We need to provide for the needs of the affected persons, which we are doing across the eight districts. So donations such as this will go a long way to assist us, to help us in uh, trying to meet the needs of the affected persons. Even though uh, the spilling has ended, the water is receding, there are still issues in quite a lot of the communities about stagnant water uh, that we need to get out. We are working, doing the engineering bit of it. We might end, end up doing some pumping of the water. As we continue doing this, there are people still in safe haven, people still with relatives who need support. So that is why uh, items like this or this kind of uh, gesture will go a long way to help us in dealing with uh, the situation. Nadmo advised other fish farms to learn from safety and other useful practices from Tupo Farms, which was not impacted by the flood. That's all for Prime Business tonight. My name is Emma Davis. For more business news, do log on to myjoyonline.com slash business. I leave you with international stories. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got it tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthometer and Lumefantrin. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have you back. Thank you. No problem. Malatu is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Starting this October 20th to 11th of November. The African Football League. 
who is going to be crowned Africa's champion of champions and take the lion's share of the 14.4 million prize money. Catch all the games streaming at www.aflafrica and on FIFA Plus. The African Football League, our game, our home. Now let's shine together. To you by Commander DBS Industries to you. Let's go to DBS Industries. Sports with me was Agnes Bauer, and we're going to start off the CAF Women's Champions League, which is underway in Cote d'Ivoire. And Ghana's Apamdakwa vowed to avoid complacency after big win over defending champions as far in that tournament. Uh, the Ghanaian champions fought from a goal down to win two goals to one against uh, Morocco's as far in the opening game of the tournament uh, being held in Cote d'Ivoire. Now, despite this historic win, media officer of the team, Eric Asuma, insists the team will be bent on avoiding complacency and staying focused on achieving the aim of winning the tournament. He's been speaking to my colleague Muftar Nabila earlier today. Then it's cool here. Um, reflect the match behind us we are just looking ahead to our next game and that's why that's why we are preparing for right now would like after that game against asfa i didn't hear you if you can if you can come again i said what was the mood like after the game against asfa yeah we were happy everybody was happy you know um when we got here i think um the um, wrote us off. Um, we came underdogs. You know, everybody thought uh, Asfa was the um, defending champions, and so it's just an easy game for that for them. And we had also prepared our mind very well that we didn't just come to uh, be part of the competition, but um, um, probably to also have a taste of the trophy. And that's why we came here. So the focus was to take a game after game and. I think that's what happened yesterday. We were happy to win against the defending champions. And as I said, the match is now behind us. That game is, uh, has been put behind us right now. We are just um, focusing on our next game. And uh, that success over ASFA um, should be the stepping stone and the motivator you needed to uh, compete in, the, in this tournament, isn't it? Um, well, that, 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 that is why we will say, um, that is why everybody will say, but I don't think that, that alone is a motivation. And if you talk to the girls, they will tell you um, just the trophy on this tournament is a motivation. And that's it, not um, to win a match or a game after any other team. But um, all the teams that came are champions on, from their zone. So we are, we are just... Um, um, taking it match after match, as I said, if we win a game, um, it's not the end. Uh, as I said, um, the game is behind us. Um, um, as you see, we would have taken a rest today and then start training tomorrow. But um, Coach Nana Joe Adakwa said, no, we didn't come here to rest. We came here to 
be champions of the uh, competition. So we went for training this morning, had a small recovery, and we are doing the same thing tomorrow. And then after tomorrow, we'll play our next game on Thursday. And that's that's the focus now. That's what um, we are preparing towards. And we are, we are hoping that um, we win that game and then on to the next. So that's what we are preparing towards right now. Everybody has really put that game behind us. It's like we've not played any game at all. And the, the focus is now towards the next game. Yes, Mandy, we've been... We watch their game after training today, and then we decided to also um, watch them this evening to see um, how we'll be able to approach the game on Thursday. And so, um, as we speak right now, that's 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 what we are doing right now. That's the that's what how we are preparing towards the game. Oh, so that's Eric Asuma. But uh, joining me all the way from Cote d'Ivoire is my colleague Abigail Senasosu. Uh, she's with the team and she's been monitoring uh, the other games taking place in that tournament. Abigail, thank you so much for making time to join us uh, on Prime Sports. Um, I mean, of course, we saw the wonderful performance of Apem Dakwa, but it's not just them who have been, uh, you know, playing in this tournament. A few other teams have been uh, playing in the tournament. Bring us up to speed. What has been your general assessment of the organization of the tournament so far in Cote d'Ivoire? Um, uh, good evening to uh, friends and family back home and those that are watching the news this evening. But um, I, I want, I really like the direction of your question. And the minute we stepped into Abidjan last Thursday, I got the impression that CAF. Um, allowed us to have this competition at this time to really pilot everything that will happen in January for the AFCON. And so when you get here, every other facility that will possibly be used, right from Abidjan to the other um, cities or where some of the countries will be hosted, you realize that we are treated as if it is one of the um, that that it's let me say it's when it comes to the continent. So mm. in Abidjan, where we slept, Radisson, you can at least compare that to a moving pick. Mm. Uh, for women's tournaments, you don't normally have it that way. Mm. And everywhere you go, there are CAF officials from every department, right from security to the media, even photography. You are not allowed to take pictures the way you would want to. They want to use their personnel to have it their way. Mm. Just so at the end of the day, the reports they take from us, every other step clearly will guide them as to what they want to do. And so um, here in San Pedro, uh, let me say that we are not going to use hotels, possibly, in Afcon because it is a, a villa that has been built. Mm. You want to, again, compare it to a Chataco, um, four-bedroom apartment, spread across um, a vast land like we would have in Kampang. I want to paint that picture for us to really understand what it is. I would liken to a lot of things back home. Mm. That vast land in Kampang where you have over um, about 60 houses. Mm. So this here in San Pedro was able to house all the four teams in Group B. So there's AS Monday, there's Asfar here, there's Ampin Dakon, and there's Hurricanes. And so we, we are here and it's like a homely uh, family setting, nothing really about uh, the competition, but we got here and Carve welcomed us 
um, the referees from CAF also came here to lay the modalities. Every segment or every um, department in CAF paid keen attention to the women. And hitherto, you don't really have it that way. So it tells you that Ivy Coast really want to get it right mm. in January. And mm. so whatever feedback we give them, they do not take it lightly. And they would always want us to be doing that. Mm. And a day before our first match, we are allowed to go walk around Laurent Coco just to see or have a feel of the stadium. And I tell you, it's a beautiful edifice. The when we got there, they were trying out their sound, everything, just to make sure that it is on point. So mm. uh, we are mimicking Afcon, if I can say that. Yeah. So uh, it, it's been a very good run mm. for not just Ampengar, for all the teams. Because mm. when you go to Korobo, it's the same. Um, let me say treatment that is being meted out. So generally, the attention we've had for this competition has been very beautiful, mm. and not just the treatment-wise, but money-wise, we got some appearance fees there and there, mm. making sure that they are investing very well to get the eyeballs. And the funds that shook to Laurent Poco is just telling you that the women's game has come of age, that yeah. people would really want to watch the talent on display. Yeah, that I mean, even that they would stay and watch the second game in their numbers, is, it was very beautiful. And like you're asking, the teams here are all champions from their regions or their zones. And so they, were not, they are not here to play. But key amongst them in Group A was... Um, Mamelodi Sundowns in Gubi was as far, but after what Amplinda Kwan did with as far, mm. the conversation is now tilting to a different direction. But don't take anything away from the quality that as far does bring, because apart from our very own um, blessing in Mafia, uh, 90 95% of that team represents the Moroccan women's national team. And so Amplinda Kwan clearly played against. The, the whole national, the whole national team from Morocco mm. in that game yesterday, and, and they did so try. You, yeah, uh, they did try. Yeah, but, uh, but I mean, just just a little, a little point on the quality of football mm-hmm. that you have observed there. We saw the game between yeah. Ampem Dakwa and Asfar. It was a very mm. decent game in terms of the quality of football. Yeah. It was a very decent one. But uh, is this same in the other? Games, you know, the games involving Mamelodi Sundowns and uh, yeah. you know, a few others. Is is the same as the quality of football being at the very same level that we witnessed in the game between uh, Ampem Dakwa and Asfar? It is, and maybe more, because if you compare that uh, Mamelodi Sundowns first game where they got um, two goals out of. Um, that game against Casablanca and Atletico also joined their first game. It tells you the intensity. Remember, we are all champions in our own right coming to meet here. And so if you do not have the quality, there's no way you are coming here. We got the privilege to watch AS Monday and Hurricanes after our game because two of our ladies were invited for a doping test. That was random. And so we had to stay behind and wait for them. And if you watch that game, remember the, the Malians, one thing that has always worked for them has been their, their physique, that height and how they are built and all of that. But Hurricanes um, also did not give a bad account of themselves. In the second half, that's where those two goals came and they also got a point each from themselves. So the quality of play, yes, it is there. We are getting there. But this time around, I think that um, there's been a lot more improvement in everything that the women have brought to this competition. So if you ask me about quality of play, I feel that as the games goes by, all the countries or all the clubs represented here are unfolding a lot more for us to be able to talk about. 
Um, uh, they have a game against Ayers Monday on Thursday. I mean, yeah. you've seen the team train. I'm sure you saw them train today. They're going to train tomorrow ahead of the game on yeah. Thursday. Are we ready to defeat Ayers Monday? Because a win against Ayers Monday, you know, pretty much secure qualification to the next stage of the tournament. That's a conversation. I mean, your your last sentence, the conversation that has been going on. The minute we got back to the game villa after beating Aspa, we left Aspa with this, at the stadium and whatever it is that came with it. And so back here, it was a little shake-up and recovery this morning. And the girls are well rested for us to begin again tomorrow. So um, we are we are in that spirit of making sure that the minute we get other three points from AS Monday, then we know that going to Korogo for the last game against Hurricanes would be a mere formality. And who wouldn't want that at this point where all the conversation or, or where, where the traction was with the defending champions and you let the defending champions go. You have beaten them fairly and very beautifully. Who wouldn't want Ampin Dafa to go on and get those three points out of AS Monday? So we are preparing to wish for that one. The ladies know what is at stake. You know, they know that this evening their phones are going to be taken away from them to switch um, their focus onto AS Monday, God willing, Thursday. So we are here and ready for that one. There's nothing to, there's no conversation about as far as it stands now. But the only thing is that the team will get to watch that game again, maybe tomorrow afternoon after lunch. Mm. So that they get to point out the mistakes from that, um, just to make sure it is not repeated on Thursday. Abigail, thank you very much. We'll keep in touch and uh, hopefully we'll get to reach you for more update. And that's Abigail Senna, a sports journalist, and uh, all the way in Ivy Coast, monitoring the CAF Women's Champions League happening there and Ghana champions, Ampem Dakwa, are there. The one their first game and looking forward to the second game on Thursday against AS Monday. A win will see them qualify to the next stage of the tournament. Let's talk about tennis now because the youngster, Juanita Botte, pulled a surprise at the maiden Autumn Force Smash Table Tennis Tournament held at the Kumasi Youth Center in Ahinsan. The event, which attracted many tennis enthusiasts, uh, is intended to promote the sport and help identify talent in the region. My colleague Steven Zando followed the competition and came through with this report. Juanita Botei, a first-year student of the Tamasinia High School, beat Cecilia Bardanso, an army officer and a veteran in the table tennis fraternity, smashing her with a 3-1 scoreline to win the ladies' final. The youngster, who returned from a training tour in Egypt under the ticket of the International Table Tennis Federation, demonstrated her technical prowess at the fully packed auditorium with Rising Star Tennis Club in Nungwa, spoke to last pause after winning the tournament. I'm very happy and excited because I won this game. Okay, so um, what was your motivation coming into this tournament? Uh, my motivation is to come and win and play my best. Uh, I want to win uh, West African Games and African champion and Ghana champion as well. Okay. In the next two years. Because my, uh, my coach uh, motivates me to come and play. Your coach? Yes. I learned you had a training tour in Egypt. They, they said we are going for a training tour in Egypt, so they chose me and uh, one of my colleagues, Blessing Labanti. Okay, so have you been playing at the school level or inter-areas or do you have a club that you participate in? Yes, I'm having a club. 
What's the name of your club? Rising Star Sports Foundation. Rising Star. Eva Adom Amankwa and Marina Boko manage the third position. For the men, veteran Felix Latte of the Ghana Immigration Service defeated Augustine Beidou, a second-year student of the University of Education Winneba, 3-0 at the final round. Latte, a.k.a. Spider, having successfully won the recently held competition at home, left no stone unturned in carrying the day and maintaining his enviable position. Here is Spider speaking after claiming his murder. I would like to thank uh, GTTA for their uh, big tournament in Kumasi and also thank Ghana Immigration Service and for, for what they, like, they have been doing for me for, for me to travel outside and go and train and also just coming into this tournament, just train a little bit and focus, that's it. I'm planning to go back to the U.S. and go and train for next year all African games. God willing, I'll be going back and go and train over there for the... All, all, all African games next year. Okay. And so after all African games, you are ready to train some titles for Ghana? What else? I like for the best, like no injuries. Uh, like uh, as soon as uh, I'm in good shape, I'll get uh, <laughs> probably a bronze for Ghana. As I told you earlier, uh, anytime I'm playing, whether uh, uh, like old or, or young, young player, I mean business, so as soon as I'm dead, I have to... With your choice of select sandwich, nugs, fries, and a drink, Wendy's $5 Biggie Bag is your go-to. Your nugget wingman. Your hot and crispy fry co-pilot. Just like us. We're like the bag boys. What? Bag boys, bag boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when we bring your food? <sighs> For a deal you can count on, bet on Biggie and choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Bag boys, bag boys. U.S. price and participation may vary. Includes choice of TVC or crispy chicken sandwich with four-piece nugs, junior fry, and small soft drink. Third-party delivery pricing may be higher. My best and finish my game. Ninote and Adu Amur Atanga, a Benin national, who appeared at the Open Tournament, both placed third. For their prizes, all the finalists received cash prize ranging between 1,500 and 4,400 Ghana cities and a certificate of participation. The championship was sponsored by Stambik Bank, with support from the state insurance company under the auspices of the Ghana Table Tennis Association. About 200 athletes, including national players and teams from clubs across the country, participated in the championship. Speaking after the contest, the president of the GTTA, Maoko Afijanu, said with the right investment and exposure, the players were capable of chalking success on the international stage. The maiden edition of the Potum 4 Smash table tennis competition has ended successfully. We have indications that there is even a generational shift going on in table tennis. Yet another indication of what's going to happen to our game if we give the players the right exposure and if we give them the right facilities and if we give them the right platforms for them to bring out their natural abilities. And in that score, it was possible for Juanita and for Blessing to go to Egypt for a, a little over a week because the Ministry of Youth and Sports graciously gave us tickets for their flights, together with that of their chaperone, which made the trip possible and which reflected in the performance today. Having said all that, Ashanti region has been a very rich source of talent for table tennis in Ghana previously. We want a renaissance. We want a return to those days and even better than before. And so it's been great. It's been amazing. It's been exciting. 
and that is table tennis for you. It excites the mind, it excites the soul. That's why we love the game of table tennis. Stephen Zando for Joy Sports. Well, so that's an exciting table tennis there. But let's head to Germany now and connect with my good friend, Chris Harrington, all the way in Berlin, Germany. And uh, he's with our partner station, DWTV. Uh, Chris, good to see you. Uh, today you do have an interesting outfit there. Well, but let's talk about Mines sacking of Anwar El Ghazi, uh, which happened on Friday. But we understand it was about comments relating to the Israel-Hamas war. Uh, what more can you tell us about that? Well, just to remind your viewers, uh, the Mainz player, Anwar Al-Ghazi, was one of two players that were initially, you know, looked at. He was suspended initially by the club, but on Friday, hours after German prosecutors opened an investigation over his social media posts on the Israel-Hamas war, they decided to end his contractual relationship with the player. The club, Mainz, I've, I've been to Mainz, um, I've interviewed players there for several years. Mainz is one of the few clubs in the Bundesliga that was founded by Holocaust survivors. So anytime their players seemingly post something that uh, is uh, goes against the grain, rather, or is um, it goes against the belief system that Mainz has, as well as uh, Germany as a country, in terms of their perspective on the Israel-Hamas war, uh, they're very swift in making a decision. And, and I think it's the right move because his relationship with Mainz, he hadn't been with Mainz so long, he just signed uh, this past uh, September. So it was very short time. He hadn't even been on the pitch much longer, but immediately after the invasion and the conflict began, he went to social media and he said a very controversial statement. He, he called for a free Palestine from the river to the sea. And here in Germany, that's taken very seriously. And I believe that he is still being investigated for the posts. And one thing the player did is he doubled down. He, unlike the other player, Bayern Munich had a similar player who basically uh, backpedaled his comments and said he does not support any sort or form of terror or war. Well, in uh, in this player, Al Ghazi's case, he he shared those posts and he iterated that he stands by all of the posts that he's made. He did not distance himself and um, any other statements, comments, or apologies. He said it wasn't him that made these apologies. So mine, you know, they made their reaction known. And uh, it's unfortunate that these kind of things are divisive in the world of sport, but sport is a microcosm of society. And this is a very serious issue all around the world right now. And, um, and yeah, I, I don't know what is in the player's future, but I think that his unwillingness to uh, backpedal his comments and uh, basically gave Mainz all of the reason to sever their relationship and it look it says they they will examine the matter legally and then evaluate it further um it's just an unfortunate you know way especially when you look at a young footballer living out his dream playing professional football signing in the Bundesliga and then this kind of thing happens it's unfortunate any way you look at it but I do think it was the right decision made well Chris um you know in the there was action in the Bundesliga this weekend of course uh, it was by Munich. They were coming on the back of being booted out of the German Cup after losing to lower division side. Now, however, in that uh, the classic against Dortmund, it was Harry Kane who led Bayern to victory 
over Dortmund in that wonderful game. A hat-trick for him. What did you make of the game? Yeah, you know, that's the biggest match. It's the biggest draw in the Bundesliga, Dortmund and Bayern. That particular match... Kind of a disappointment, you know, for Dortmund fans there at home. They had that advantage there at Signal Iduna Park. You expect that to be the 12th man on the pitch. That's what they refer to it as. And Harry Kane, he was Harry Kane. He netted a hat trick, you know. Uh, unfortunately, though, as you mentioned in the question, Byron there was stung by Saarbrücken. A third division club booted out of the German Cup, and that's the second missed opportunity at Silverware for Harry Kane. He signed at Bayern Munich to win Silverware. He made that very explicitly clear in his opening press conference with the club. You know, uh, all in all, they missed out on that. Harry Kane did not suit up in that German Cup match, but Thomas Tuchel said he wanted to rest Kane for the Der Klassiker expecting a stellar performance, and that's exactly what Kane delivered. I mean, Dortmund were demolished for nothing. You know, it's really unfortunate. Uh, Manuel Neuer, Bayern's captain, you know, gave a lot of credit to uh, Harry Kane, talking about his experience he brought over from England. All of the players seem to have this loving relationship with Harry Kane. And thanks to his hat trick, now Harry Kane has surpassed Girassi as the lead leader in goals in the Bundesliga. Now he has 15 goals. I do think Bayern, they're feeding him goals so he can have that accolade and claim that accolade in his debut season with the defending champions. But... Nonetheless, I mean, a bit of a disappointment in terms of the way the game panned out. You know, I did expect more fight from Dortmund. Dortmund yeah, picking up uh, an, an impressive win in the Champions League before this kickoff. So it's unfortunate that it turned out that way, but Ed and Tessic and company just couldn't find a way. They made several changes early on, hoping to pull the game back, bring it within reach, but Harry Kane and company was just too much, uh, way too much. Um, and uh, they're loving him. I mean, I can't really say much more about it. It seems like Munich, the club, and the Bundesliga all have this love affair with Harry Kane right now, and they're trying to deliver him his first piece of silverware. As I mentioned, two have slipped through his fingers thus far. The Bundesliga and the Champions League is all that remains, so we'll have to wait and see. But Bayern definitely took care of business and uh, showed Dortmund where they stand in the pecking order. Chris, thanks so much. And uh, there's Champions League action coming up tomorrow. Already is underway. Uh, Dortmund defeating Newcastle. Barcelona losing to Shakhtar the next. But tomorrow, Napoli, Union Berlin, Real Sociedad, Benfica, Arsenal, Sevilla, Bayern Munich themselves again, Galatasaray, and Copenhagen will be hosting Manchester United while PSV and Lance play. Real Madrid will be in action against Braga and Salzburg will play Inter Milan. That's all we have for you on Practice Sports tonight with me, Rosak Kuzbak. We'll be back sometime tomorrow to have 